With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I'm recording this podcast early on Friday, so I don't know the results of the card. If I had my third consecutive winning day, I'll post it in the show notes. If I didn't, well, I'll try not to talk about it. But yeah, I need to try to get some brownie points with the wife here before the weekend when I watch nothing but football on Saturday and Sunday. I did lose on the Frozen Pond Friday night again. I do know that. Yeah, when you're on the puck line, I can't have teams going to overtime, and my teams keep going to overtime, and that causes me to lose. My three college football bets all pending. Right now, two lanes up 10 in the fourth quarter. I feel pretty good about that. I don't know, though. Could get backdoored late. Fresno State's tied up at 14 at halftime. Colorado and Stanford have yet to kick. So that's what I still have pending for Friday. Fingers crossed we can have three straight winning days. But let's get to the card for Saturday. We'll go back to the first four picks from earlier this week. If you didn't listen to that podcast, please go back and do so. I'm on Kansas minus the three at Oklahoma State. I'm on Pittsburgh plus the eight against Louisville. I'm on Cincinnati minus the five against Iowa State. I'm on Notre Dame minus the two and a half against USC. And then with the Twitter vote, once again in college football, you guys are seven and oh so far this season with a Twitter vote. And you did the worst thing possible for me. You put me in a spot where I had to be the tie-breaking vote. Yes, after all the votes, it was tied between Kansas and Notre Dame. I'm the guy who can never get past the number seven, and you're putting the pressure on me to deliver the eighth consecutive victory. Survey says I cast the tie-breaking vote for the Kansas Jayhawks minus the three at Oklahoma State. So fingers crossed, good luck to us all. Rock Chalk Jayhawk on Saturday. Let's go and let's get number eight. Then my bonus bet that I dropped earlier this week, I like UCLA and Oregon State under the 54 and a half. I also touched the first half in that one. Not an official podcast play, but I do like the under once again between UCLA and Oregon State. Four new college football bets on the podcast for me, plus three money line parlays, and then... I phoned a friend one more time of the frozen pond of the NHL. But let's start at the Big Ten, my conference of choice. It's the fight in the line of Illinois plus the 13 and a half at Maryland. So Maryland is five and one. They're two and one of the Big Ten. Illinois is a disappointing two and four. They're 0 and three in the Big Ten so far this year. The Terps are coming off a 20 point loss at the Ohio State. Meanwhile, the fight in Illini, they're coming off another poor effort, losing by 13 at home to Nebraska. So Brad Powers on Twitter pointed out that Illinois is 0-6 against the spread this year. They're losing by 11.2 points per game against the spread. That's a crazy number. So in the words of Charles Barkley, terrible, just terrible. I didn't pronounce it like Charles, but that was a poor imitation. I was trying anyway. So why back him in this spot? Maryland is coming off their first loss of the year, so their dauber might be down a little after a defeat. Illinois has played the tougher schedule this season. They did outscore Kansas in the second half when they lost in the road at the Jayhawks. They had one more first down than Penn State, 
believe it or not, they had one more first down than the Nittany Lions. But unfortunately for the Fighting Illini, they had five turnovers in that game that didn't help them at all. Then they had a really bad third quarter that killed them at Purdue. And then last week, they had 289 yards in the air, but averaged just 1.1 yard per rush, causing three drives to stall in a fourth and one situation, including the opening drive that stalled at the one yard line. So I'm going to grab the 13 and a half with Illinois and hope to avoid the buzzsaw at Maryland. Give me the fight in Illini plus the 13 and a half at the Terrapins. Next up, we go to the Big 12. Yeah, had to double take there. It's BYU and TCU. They do battle again. I'm on the Cougars plus the five and a half at the Horn Frogs. So one of my fellow Coda campers picked BYU on the money line this week as his four-star play. Not sure if I like it that much, but I do like this play. TCU has played the much tougher schedule this season. They just lost their quarterback to injury, though. And the Horned Frogs are still a dangerous team coming off of back-to-back losses. BYU, on the other hand, they're 4-1 and one on the season, coming off a nice win over Cincinnati. Their lone loss this season was at Kansas by 11. And they had two weeks to prepare for this game. I always like teams coming off of a bye. I had several bets I wanted on the card this week that I had to pull off because I was betting into a team coming off the bye. So not sure if BYU will win straight up, but I think this one will be decided in the closing minutes. So give me the Cougars, the BYU, plus the five and a half at TCU. Next up on the card, we head to the Sunshine State. It's Florida Atlantic, plus the two and a half at South Florida. So I feel like I have unfinished business with Florida Atlantic. The weather conditions didn't help me last Saturday when I backed the Owls. I think this Owls team is on the verge of a breakout performance, especially in offense. I like the puzzle pieces anyway. South Florida had been overachieving with upset wins over Rice and Navy prior to being upset last week by UAB. So the Bulls are improving. They've even played tough against Alabama this year, losing by only 14 points. So that game kind of stands out to everyone when handicapping. But I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. FAU is the fifth most experienced team in college football. Tom Herman and the Owls should be the better football team in this game. So I'm going to take the school from Boca on the road in Tampa against the Bulls of South Florida. Give me Florida Atlantic plus the two and a half at South Florida. Next up, we go to the Big Ten. It's Iowa plus the nine and a half at Wisconsin. You knew I was going to touch this game. I thought about the under, but I stayed away from it. But when in doubt, feel free to bet the first half under. I do like that play. So two of my least favorite programs as a Gopher fan. However, they're two of my favorite programs to bet on as a gambler. Both teams have one loss this season. Iowa lost 31-0 at Penn State. That was an ugly effort. Wisconsin lost 31-22 at Washington State. The total for the game is only 34.5. The expected score is, what, basically 22-12, to that type of range. So these teams might be more similar than I thought. Iowa ranks third in rush yards per attempt adjusted for schedule strength. Wisconsin actually ranks second in that stat. So two good rush defenses with two teams that really can't throw the football that well. So now let's take a cheap shot at my Iowa buddy, Troy. I call him the little leprechaun. The Hawkeyes are the only team in college football with more punting yards than total offense this season. That's not a stat you want to be winning. Next, let's take a cheap shot at my Wisconsin buddy, Rodney. Iowa this season has six passing touchdowns. Wisconsin has only three. 
So I've been waiting for Mordecai to have that breakout performance for the Badgers, but I don't see it coming this week. So I'm on the Iowa Hawkeyes, plus the nine and a half in Madison at Wisconsin. Then I have three money line parlays here, and I'm all over the board, but I'm going to start with Eastern Michigan in the MAC, plus the 340 against Kent State. One of my Coda Capper friends, he plays Kent State team total to the under every game. They are not good offensively. I once again have seen Eastern Michigan a couple times now. I like the team, so I'm going to play Eastern Michigan on the money line, minus the 340 against Kent State. I'm going to pair Eastern Michigan in the parlay with South Carolina in the SEC, minus the 135 against Florida. I combine those two for a plus 125. Yeah, this spot with South Carolina at home, I think they'll be dangerous. I think they get the win over the Gators, even though I love Billy Napier and the Gators. I think they're in for a tough one in Gamecock country. Next up, it's Troy, minus the 230 at Army. I'm going to pair that one with Duke, minus the 166 against North Carolina State. That gives me a combined payout of a plus 129. So once again, Troy, minus the 230 with Duke, minus the 166 for the parlay at a plus 129. Then a Pac-12 special here. I'm on Oregon State, minus the 192 against UCLA. I'm going to pair that one with Washington State, minus the 285 against Arizona. That gives me a combined payout of a plus 105 on that parlay. So those are my three money line parlays in college football. Next, we head to the frozen pond. So I told my hockey buddy that the heat is on. One and three, I need a winner from him on the frozen pond tonight. So he said that I should absolutely love this pick. It combines everything that I like. It's his number one team in the NHL coming off a loss in the opener, and it's an all, it's already an early season payback spot. So scoring should never be an issue for the Edmonton Oilers. The total in this one is seven on Saturday against Vancouver. The Canucks won eight to one over Edmonton open the season. It's payback time tonight. So I have the Oilers on the puck line minus the one and a half at a plus 120. That's a little better play. That's that is my kind of play. I have all the elements I like. That could be a college football play, and I'd play it too. So let's recap my card for a Saturday. Once again, the first four: Kansas minus the three, Pittsburgh plus the eight, Cincinnati minus the five, Notre Dame minus the two and a half. The Twitter vote. Please let us win the first eight weeks of the season. Rock chalk Jayhawk. Kansas minus the three at Oklahoma State. Your bonus bet. UCLA, Oregon State, under the 54 and a half. My new plays in college football today, the Fighting Illini of Illinois, plus the 13 and a half at Maryland. I'm on BYU, plus the five and a half at TCU. I have Florida Atlantic, plus the two and a half at South Florida. I'm on Iowa, plus the nine and a half at Wisconsin. If the total's going to be that low, Iowa just hit double digits, and I should cash the ticket. Your Moneyline Parlays. Eastern Michigan and South Carolina, plus 125. Troy with Duke at a plus 129. Oregon State with Washington State at a plus 105. If you're new to the podcast, my money line parlays always have to be plus money. So that's why everything will be on the plus side. And your NHL puck line for tonight, it is the Edmonton Oilers, minus the one and a half over Vancouver at the plus 120. So that's my card for a Saturday. I hope we enjoy a great day of college football. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun.
and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.